The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest couple, Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. Amy and Monty are a husband and wife team who've been working together in the field of spirituality and divination for over 40 years. Zerner is an artist and designer, clothing designer, while Farber is a writer, psychic, and astrologer. Together, they have authored over 50 books and decks on topics such as tarot, astrology, and meditation, and three million books of theirs are in print in 18 different languages. 18 is my lucky number. (laughs) Some of their best-selling titles include Karma Cards, The Enchanted Tarot, The Psychic Circle, The Art of Affirmations, The Wild Goddess Oracle, The Intuition Oracle, and The Zerner Farber Tarot. I actually have right here with me the Creativity Oracle, which I gave to myself a year or so ago for Christmas. These beautiful people, amazing, powerful people have helped so many worldwide to explore their intuitive gifts and connect with their inner selves to find meaning and purpose. And I am beyond delighted to have you both here with me today on the show. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Well, I want to begin by talking about your leadership. And I'd love to have you each talk about how that activated in you. Were you the child who was leading everybody or was it something that emerged over time? You want to take that one? You go first. Well, I was not a leader. I read in the book of Tao, one who would lead must follow all. So when it came time to do Karma Cards, which was the first of our books, 
And even when I was a musician, which was before that, I've always tried to help people. So karma, I write for the person I'm. that's going to be reading it. I know what I know. I'm trying to make it so that they can benefit from what I know. And I know that's how Amy makes art. I think uh, really we do and discover and explore things that work for us. And then we like to share them. So we don't so much think of ourselves as leaders, but as people who like to share what we do, you know, whether it's the art forms that we work in. I mean, in terms of growing up, because I have a lot of Aries, I was always allowed to do my own thing and kind of encouraged that way because I came from a family of artists. And I, I liked succeeding in school, you know, but not, I didn't want to be like everyone else. So the, I, mean, I think that's a message in all of our work for people to be their authentic selves. And if we can represent that and stimulate that concept in people, you know, to use their intuition to use their gifts and talents that's really kind of the role that we take and we mm. think we think life is hard for everyone so we're trying to help you know we want to make and tools heal. yes <laughs> tools tools that we need for ourselves that we hope will help everybody else in their journey yeah beautiful well now let's talk about the visionary part right because this is leading visionaries podcast so let's talk about when you knew or you know, had conscious awareness of the fact that you were visionary. And I think, you know, many visionaries, you know, sometimes it's from beginning and other times it's a pop open kind of thing, which for me is what happened. So let's talk about your coming into your visionary. That's a really good question. <laughs> she was going to ask a question. Well, you, you know, it's like looking down when you're climbing a ladder. Amy and I have just been doing the work and we never thought about leading or we've just always just i know it sounds boring but we've just <laughs> we've always just tried to help people and i guess when did we know i guess when you invited us on your visionary <laughs> podcast that was a, a clue you know we, we've had people say my mother gave me the enchanted tarot when i was a child and now i'm a wiccan priest you know so so we we've, we've had intimations but since it wasn't the goal we say that's wonderful and it empowers us when people say wonderful things. But I don't know if we've ever really thought about the leadership aspect. We're just going to keep doing it no matter what. So mm. I think um, I've always been aware of being a little ahead of my time. I think Monty too, but we don't, <laughs> that's not what propels us. I mean, we're not trying to be ahead of, but I think, you know, some, I think that's natural for visionaries. You know, you see things ahead of other people or you feel the pulse of a trend ahead of other people and i mean now tarot is such a huge category right yeah. i mean when we did it 30 years ago there was a small sampling of of different kinds of decks and then we invented some oracles and now it's huge so i, I don't know if we could have predicted that but we'd like i think it it shows that we were a little ahead of our time. Oh, I would say. I mean, Amy was the first person to put a ritual with every tarot card in the Enchanted Tarot. Mm -hmm. And I was doing music with a robot in 1978. You know, I guess we thought of, we realized the leadership role when we had a Hollywood producer of horror movies say, you know, you guys should have a, a documentary. And we've been producing a documentary for, she has been producing a documentary for the last year. 
It's about to go to the editor. So we, we've had kind of a life review, and we're not really used to looking back. We like to look forward. So it's been kind of a trip to review everything that we've done and invented and explored together. We we feel like that's an ongoing process, like we have a lot more to create. And you want to grow. I feel like we're here to grow as people and yeah. to use our talents and gifts as much as we can. We don't always like doing the same thing over and over. So well, I guess film is our new medium. Right. Well, yeah. And, you know, I like being a grown man where I've tried to grow as a person, as opposed to a grown man, G-R-O-A-N, complaining all the time. <laughs> so, uh, I love that. So let's talk about, you are definitely, you were, as a couple and as individuals, definitely way showers, definitely trailblazers, definitely path makers. And so I'm curious about whether or not this was something that was part of your personal lineage, like your family lineage, or is it part of your birth chart that says they're supposed to be out there in front, seeding the field with consciousness? Or is it some other thing that, you know, maybe call it a calling or a devotional that just maybe you were naturally born to do this and you just have, you know, because most people, even those who have natural gifts, have in most cases, been compressed into the box. They tried to do that to us. We think about that a lot. Yeah. Like, why why do they want to be like everyone else? Or, you know, for us or for me, being a fashion designer and doing books about tarot and astrology and fine artists, people don't really know how to put all those things together. For me, it's natural. It's what I do. And everything stems from the same source. And and what we do together is we don't think it's weird that we've been together almost 50 years and that we like each other a lot and we get along. So I think for whatever reason, whether it's our birth chart or the families that we were born into, I was very encouraged as an artist to be creative and allowed to be discouraged. Yeah, much was discouraged, but it all kind of ended up the same way that. Well, you you know, you're an Aquarius, and, and your son is on the last degree of Aquarius, and I find the first and last degrees of the sign are the strongest. Your midheaven is actually my sun degrees, so you, you understand me probably better than I understand myself. <laughs> Aquarians are ahead of their time, like I was performing with a robot and playing all the background tracks. We're talking about in the early 70s, and so... It's been normal for me to do songs like We Are One and Children of the Sun and all these songs about consciousness and spirituality. And we're just going to keep doing it. But the problem has been is that getting introduced, like when you were introducing us, we've done so many things. It takes forever. So that's why we're very excited about the documentary, because it'll have everything (laughs) that we've done in one place. And the goal is to have some kind of legacy, and that's what it's called, Amy and Monty, a, a legacy of love and creativity. So mm. that's what we're trying to but do. I do. We do get feedback that people are inspired that you can have a good relationship and you can follow your dreams and you can make a living as an artist and a writer, those kind of things, which, yeah, you know, to be a cheerleader for that, that's the best. Yeah, we're very pleased. I mean, now there's books about how to do an oracle. 
Right. <laughs> there's courses, there's books, there's all kinds yeah. of things, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we think it's amazing and, and wonderful. But what, what does it come down to, to navigating your life and making decisions that serve your highest good and greatest joy and stay true to your purpose? And I think it's very easy to lose your vigilance about that because we're bombarded with information and things that throw us off course, you know, whether it's bad news. I mean, I'm talking about the general news, the media news. You know, you have to check in to see who you are and what your heart is telling you all the time. That's what an oracle helps you do. That's what knowing astrology helps you do. And that's what it really comes down to. Stay on your purpose. Mm, yeah, well, and you know what I, I want to share is I actually accessed your work first when I was at the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And what I observe now in retrospect is it feels to me like there have been waves, wave after wave after wave of spiritual awakenings. And my mine happened to be in the early 2000s, 2001 to be specific, and then I saw a wave in 2006 of more men waking up. And then I saw another wave and then another wave. And of course, with the pandemic, I feel like that has been another, like the universe putting the pressure on people to say, wake up, wake up, wake up. And so what I love is that I accessed one of your books, The Enchanted Couple, and it was such an uplifting affirmation for me to be able to see that this kind of coupledom could happen and that that there could be two people both deeply in their purpose, but also simultaneously collaborating. And, and I like to just say that the two of you are like one plus one equals 11. So we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about where people can find you. But right now, listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Are you interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground? You can apply to qualify for a complimentary consultation with me or a member of my team by clicking the connect with angel button on the website. Be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. And we want to shout out this week to our listeners in New York, which is where Amy and Monty are, but also in the 18 languages, wherever their 3 million books are in print. All of those countries, we're going to shout out to those as well. And we will be right back with Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, 
Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. And we are back with Amy and Monty. You can find out more about them and access all of their amazing creativity and oracular tools at theenchantedworld.com. And you can also there, when you go there, that's their main portal. You can also go in either direction. If you're more drawn to finding out more about Amy, there's a way to reach and connect with her. And if you're more drawn to receiving from Monty, he does a lot of work with astrology. And Amy has amazing, beautiful, exquisite, epic clothing at Bergdorf Goodman and uh, has dressed many celebrities. And so I would encourage you to like, when you get to the portal of the enchanted world, this is not a rush job. Take your time, let yourself be guided, immerse yourself and make purchases because we want to absolutely fully fund these epic people and their living legacy. I absolutely see you as having created already a legacy of love and creativity. So Let's talk briefly about, did you ever, because a lot of times leading visionaries, there's going to be people listening to this who might have vision, who might have innate leadership within them, and yet are being suppressed, repressed, depressed by society, conditioning, stigma, shame, all the other things that you know many people are suffering with. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit about if you ever ran up against a wall in your own leadership and your creations, or if you have something you want to share with our listeners to help them if they're running up against a wall in that way. You showed the creativity oracle, and I think we put everything that we've experienced as far (laughs) as the process, because it includes rejection, it includes being stuck, and we understand the creative process because it's not always smooth sailing, but I think we're we're very resilient, Monty and I, because having gotten many rejections for ideas that may have been ahead of their time, we go around the wall, we put it in the drawer until it's ready. Some things we've sold 10 years after we first conceived of them. So I see people giving up at one rejection or giving up because their parents said they couldn't do it, or, you know, that critic's voice that they take on as their own. I mean, it's all about self-awareness and self-examination to see where those voices and those discouragements are coming from. A lot of people have told us they don't think anyone wants to hear what they have to say. I mean, if I thought of all the other artists in the world, I probably wouldn't make art. You, You have to really kind of keep your focus, and it's one thing we're good at, right? Yeah. And I think everyone needs to get a little more Brooklyn. I think people are, get some bob people. Yeah. I, I grew up in Brooklyn when Brooklyn was Brooklyn and I had a police sergeant for a father. And like when I told him about the night I had the dream about Amy, I said, I saw the woman I loved in a dream and she had purple hair and I was in the back and I was massaging her shoulder. He's like, what do you know about love? And I was like, you know what? Screw you, basically. <laughs> and, and you know, these were tough men we were dealing with in those days. And, and one thing I learned from them is it's all on me. I got to take personal responsibility. If the thing that stops most people is them. 
because who else is unless you're in prison or unless someone's got cuffs on you who's stopping you well the other thing is a support system i think you're creating that with with this beautiful vision that you have and monty and i have each other and some kindred spirits doesn't mean that you have to have a lot but somebody that you trust to give you feedback to encourage you to you know take it out in the world and so so maybe you do feel what's what's the worst that can happen because you learn from doing that and you transform that into the next thing that you do i mean it's really a learning process basically about learning to be more courageous and learning to express yourself in a way that comes across and and learning what is success yes success is being true to yourself Mm-hmm. And doing the best you can. And if you're going to have a money number on it, if you're going to have a, a fame number on it. Or compare yourself to somebody else or think that you have to be a celebrity, you know. Well, I've worked with celebrity. I mean, I was a bodyguard in the film business. I worked with Michael J. Fox, who's a really wonderful person. And I saw that the really good ones, the really like, you know, uh, Tom Hanks, people like that, the really good ones are people. They haven't forgotten that they're people and they know their limits. They know what life is about. They treat people with respect. You know, if you're doing that and you're kind to people and you're not a stuck up, you know what, a-hole, you're a success. If you're kind, you're a success. If you're true to yourself, you're a success. Plus, you have to have a sense of humor all along. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially during those rocky times. You're going to get rejected until you're accepted. There's no two ways about it. It's just the way things happen. I love it. Well, I want to just crystallize for our listeners a few things that I heard there. Number one, you've got to be resilient. Yeah. I love the idea of going around the wall. (laughs) I love the idea of going around the wall. I also love the idea of sometimes you put it in the drawer. I actually, back in 2003, downloaded in like 45 minutes a card deck. And it's been in the cold storage since 2003. (laughs) It comes out every now and then, goes back into cold storage, comes out, goes back, comes out, goes back. And I almost put it in the fire multiple times. And I just, it's still in cold storage. So I love that sometimes your ideas need to have some time to fully come into fruition and we've got to be patient with that and not forcing or efforting. I also heard there, you've got to be true to yourself. It is your responsibility to live your destiny, to live your own legacy, however that looks. And I love this idea of being in humility, which you spoke about kind of not directly, but there's this being who you are and being a person and not being like being big in putting your destiny out of you and allowing that to be whatever it is. If you're a movie star, then that's who you're here to be. Exactly. And simultaneously being grounded enough to say, I put my pants on the same way everyone else does one yes. leg at a time. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a, that's 100% well, true. Well, it's also thinking big. You can have a big dream, but there's all those little steps along the way. And we're workers. We don't mind working. And I think sometimes the temptation of glamour, especially in this contemporary culture, is to, you know, you have to be perfect looking. You have to all of a sudden go from A to Z or they want to go from A to Z and all of a sudden be the boss. Right. But Or they're projecting A to Z by renting a Lambo and parking it in front of somebody else's <laughs> mansion. Right? Well, we live in the Hamptons, so we know about those people. <laughs> 
but but well, the, we've got know, like four minutes left so i want to make sure that if there's anything that you really want the leading visionaries who we're now cultivating a, a community now right you did say yeah. community if there's anything you want the leading visionaries who are listening to this to know and the compatriots who are coming into this vortex of of support to know about you about your work or about the enchanted world now's the time for that well, I want to tell all the members of your community what Yogananda said, which is the time of defeat is the best time to sow the seeds of future successes. And this is something I took to heart before I even met Amy. When you get that rejection, that's the time to send out something else or to try again. Because if you're going to wallow in your stuff, it's going to hurt you. And who is going to stop you except you? And also to just the act of being creative, that is what's going to heal the world. And that's what's going to heal society. So the more that we do that, because I guess people can dismiss it, you know, maybe it's not activism or being a, a rebel or a revolutionary, but it is, it is whenever you create something new, that's revolutionary. And that's how change happens. And I know we all want some changes now. And one thing I learned from Amy, when I first met her, was when you're looking at that blank page, and this is in the Creativity Oracle also, when you're looking at that blank page, that's scary. And when you're thinking about all the things that could stop you, which is mainly you, that's scary. But think about a baseball game when they come up in the on-deck circle and they swing that lead bat. The warm-up is a very important part of any creative process. And you're probably going to throw it in the garbage, but do it. You know what I mean? Start. We have one card in the creativity called start because a lot of people don't start. And there's that other card that's perfectionism. Right. That stops a lot of people. And yeah, the more people are aware of their little quirks, you know, that stop them or start them, that's when the magic happens. Mm. Well, one last question for you both because you are so prolific, right? Super prolific. Some of the people listening to this are leading visionaries or emerging leading visionaries that have one big gigantic idea, like finding the amoeba that's going to eat all the plastic out of the oceans <laughs> and great. turn it into compost, right? <laughs> and, and re renourish the soil and re rejuvenate the planet's earth grid. And then there are people like you who are like, Boom, 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 boom. There's clothes, there's cards, there's books, there's readings, there's a documentary, there's all the things. So I'd love to have you speak to, do you have in your coupledom or individually ways that you make the decision about the what's, you know, what am I going to energize? I think everything we do, we're passionate about. I mean, I, I've loved clothes since I was little. I've made art since I was little. Together, the exploration of the metaphysical, which is an ongoing lifetime study. And we love to do that together. And our collaboration turned into Monty's words, which he's so gifted at, and my art. That combination, you know, it's exciting to us always and turns us on. So I think... People have to really, if they're passionate about something and they, they know inside what that is, I mean, some, that, that's the key that unlocks everything. And some people do one thing at a time. I mean, that's really what yeah. we did. Or else you get overwhelmed. We're in our 70s. So the reason we've done so much is we've had a lot of time to, to do it. We've been flat out pedal to the metal, balls to the walls the whole time, going with what works. 
if you push and you push and you push and you just don't give up, I forget which one of the American presidents said consistency and, and not giving up is the most important aspect. There's plenty of geniuses and there's plenty of talent, but it's the people that are persistent that succeed. Also, Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. Right. And I do believe that. Beautiful. Well, leading visionaries out there, persistently follow your bliss. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy and Monty. It has been a divine pleasure having you here today. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast on all the major platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. <laughs>